Hello and welcome to Mindsayers, the podcast where we let the dice decide. My name is Jack and as always I'm joined by your friend and mine, it's James. Hello everyone. How you doing James? I'm, I'm good, I'm indoors as everyone should be at the moment. Stay alone, stay safe, that's what they all say. Yeah, um, we're currently not in the same room, we're recording from our own homes. Yes, there's a special quarantine edition of Mindsayers. So it's been a while since we've put out an episode, so we are working on a, a bit of a recap for anyone who wants to jump in at this point in our group of podcasts. Yeah, this is kind of like season two, but where it just carries on from season one and there's no distinct change. Yeah, it's like those shows where it got cancelled without a finale and then they bring it back as if nothing bad had happened. It's exactly that, except lots of bad things happen in our podcast. Yeah, we're like the future armour of podcasts. It's <laughs> That's what all of our reviews say on, on iTunes. Have you read those? No. Do we have those? No, there are no reviews, oh, but we are well, rated people, five people stars. People should leave us some reviews. I know we've only just actually, started um... the podcast, but... Listen to the end and then leave us a nice review. We're rated five stars on iTunes and Podbean and a load of other things, actually. So it's, it's quite good. And I didn't put those ratings on there. It was other people. No, it was me. I mean, yeah, it was other people. <coughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't me. All right. So what are we doing today, James? Today, we're heading back to our custom region of Borea. Borea? Borea. Bore- Bore- yeah, I, I still can't roll ours. Um, and we're going to make a dungeon, or maybe two, I don't know, it depends how in-depth we go with the first one. I guess we'll see how long it takes. We wanna, don't want to keep you here forever, although we've all got plenty of time right now. Definitely at the weekend. Mm. Okay, so we have a uh, we have two roll tables, we have a d20 table and a d10 table. The d20 table has a load of descriptive words, uh, like ice or underwater, ancient, and... Uh, the other table has uh, places what that the dungeon could be in. So it could be a cave, a forest, uh, a graveyard, or even something like a zoo. So yeah, the location one's a little less random than usual because we're basing it on a region that we've already created. So we don't want it to be like totally out of there. We want it to exactly. We, we don't want to have like a a uh, hmm a volcano. A volcano or like a lava lake or something like that because those things just won't exist in this region yeah it's all ice exactly so i'm gonna roll for our first dungeon unless do you want to roll one of the dice sure which one which one am i rolling okay i'm going to roll a d20 and james is going to roll a d8 okay and we'll put them together and get our first dungeon so i've only got one thing left to say let's get ready to dice roll Natural 20! It's a crit. I, I didn't roll a full max. I got a 7 on my d8. 7's not bad, but that leaves us with... Something weird, probably. Because as the, high, as the numbers went up, the, the locations we were coming up with got a bit weirder. Well, my pen was running out as well, and I could not tell what was, what was going on uh, with my handwriting here. But I've written loud, so we have a loud mine. Ooh, okay. So, so it's echoing a lot in there, I guess. Well, it sounds to me like we have an active mine. True, okay. So, it's in an icy region, so what are they trying to mine? Presumably not just ice. 
We can get that anywhere. Well, is... we have two lots of dwarves here. We have the uh, above ground dwarves and the below ground dwarves. Okay, so, so it's probably the below ground dwarves. Well, you'd assume so. Um, it or could be either. It... I mean, it could even be pirates. Maybe it's the dwarves from the surface are mining down and they've come into contact with the below ground dwarves and there's fighting which makes it loud well we were talking about uh, in, in a previous podcast when we were creating the races of this region um we did say that we needed some kind of way for uh you to get from above ground to underground um we did say that maybe the ones underground have been like buried under there for so long that they never came out um, oh, okay. so... and that people didn't really know about each other but this could be like where they've discovered or maybe that they've they've just broken through into the underground and that's why it's so loud because there's uh, a lot of stuff going on because they're there's like what, what's going on down there. here and yeah exactly there's a big commotion okay so it's like an it's an entryway into the underground that's recently been discovered yeah, I think so. Well, I've got the Dungeon Master's Guide next to me, and there is a section on creating a mine with a few ideas for what can be in here. But did you have anything off the bat that you wanted to include? I quite like the idea of... but Because we know the underground stuff is supposed to be really hot, right? Yes. Um, I, I've spoken previously about there being uh, fire elementals and things like salamanders... And um, I, I know we said earlier lava lakes couldn't be in this, but maybe there it's is like, a lava this is lake. This like the one location where there can be a lava lake. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I also, I, I was just thinking, like, as um, like the, the cold air from above ground is getting to this area and the, the hot air from underground is getting in, uh, basically in, at the point where they meet... Um, Will that be creating like a mist or a fog or something like that? Probably, yeah. I, I'm not a meteorologist, but that that sounds feasible. <laughs> it, it does sound right. <laughs> I mean, there's there's weirder stuff in in D and D. I th I think we need to start off from the top of the dungeon, though. Yeah, like you work the, your way the from the entry. top and head towards the bottom. Okay, that so be. at the start of this mine what do we see i, I oh, guess we have a big entryway there are people bringing carts out um carts yeah. full of just like rocks or yeah um, i guess coal just or whatever they're looking for iron some coal maybe just stuff that they just need it's a, it's a regular sort of mine i don't think it's mining anything in particular cool and are they using tracks or um would there be some kind of magical means of transporting stuff um, out of here? It's... Do we have, like, floating carts? I like the idea of floating carts purely because if it's only just been uncovered that there is a path to the underground, it's presumably quite a new mine, so they probably wouldn't have had time to lay out tracks. Or maybe it's, like, a specific branch of the mine that's new. I think it's just very deep in this mine. Okay. So yeah, they, they um, can have some tracks. The traditional yeah, I, kind of minecart situation. 
yeah, that could work. It could be like a magnet system. <laughs> I don't know if we have magnets in this world, but I, I do like the idea of them floating just so they're like lighter. But I don't know. I, I don't I'm, know I'm just... that they would have this technology. I like I like the idea though. Maybe for a slightly more advanced race, maybe elves somewhere in the the world. Yeah, that makes sense. But we'll keep it in mind for another uh, area of this yeah. region in the future. Okay, so you head into the mine, and how how would the players be alerted to this? Would it be like a, we've uncovered something, quick, come help? Or is it just like a, hey, there's a mine here, do you want to go on a tour? What, what do you, how, how would they enter? What, what would be their motive yeah. to go in? Because they're not going to be like, hey, we've uncovered an underground city, you strangers who are new to town, follow <laughs> us in. There's an explosion. Okay. That's why it's loud. Um, the way so, that they're mining, their their mining technique is by using explosives. And it's hit an underground pocket of gas or something, and that's exploded. Yes, and, and there's a lot of this um, pathway. There'll be a lot of like sulfur. Okay. Um, underground, it as it goes as it bursts through into, um the the whole of the underground system basically there's a lot of sulfur in the air and stuff because of um obviously there being like lava and everything else down there i assume there would be sulfur in the air although i have made that up but no, it I mean, sounds if feasible if we're saying it's like a volcanic underground then sulfur sulfur would be there yeah cool um in that case yeah there was an explosion when they broke through um Okay, and maybe so... you actually see a fireball shoot out of the mine. I like the idea, but also I kind of want to introduce an I the thought that players would have to help evacuate the mine. And if a fireball's just come out, then there's not much hope for whoever's in there. But if it was just a loud noise and then like a rumbling, and it's like the mines, and everyone rushes in, you get a slightly different scenario than usual of get everyone out rather than just charging and kill everything you see um you see rocks start like falling in front or like falling um inside the cavern um that they could also be like once you go in uh the entry could like cave in behind you maybe it only caves in if the players do something that is loud like if someone casts thunder wave or something like that yeah, I mean, I expect um, like someone go, some just NPC from the explosion says... probably would have done that in the first place. But um, I definitely think like throughout the whole thing, if you're too loud, um, yeah, uh, I don't know because it's supposed to be loud anyway. So <laughs> I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be loud, um, and there's just gonna be rocks like falling from the ceiling well, every now yeah, and again. Yeah, it's usually loud because they are using explosives, but this one in particular was larger than they expected and caused problems ah uh, so then it is so stuff is like caving in but it, basically everything's a bit more delicate usually it's more, more controlled than but now it's like oh no we've we've dug too deep <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have our entryway um you go past all of like the resources have taken out um the first bit you, you see somewhat like a rock has fallen on someone um yeah, and it's the guy that was trying. like in charge and he's like oh no i'd normally go down myself and um so you gotta evacuate the, the different areas of the mine but i can't because i'm injured from this rock you help him out from under the rock 
He would says, can he, you please help us? Would he accompany the players if they heal him? Oh, I think so. <laughs> like, uh, I, can't, a, I can't imagine why he wouldn't. Give them a better idea of what's ahead. Maybe you can show a bit more of the maps of the players if they do this. Yeah, he can... Um, he'll be their guide to the mine. That absolutely makes sense. Um, so the way I see it is you'd have like lots of different routes in this mine to have to go through, so it's not linear. Um, yeah, they dug are... where the minerals are, so it's not like a, a grid pattern. It would be very much following the veins of minerals. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there are like three different routes off of the first the first room. I'm picturing it just keeps branching although no if it keeps branching the players will never find the underground bit will they no you need you need to get uh you need to find like the source of the explosion and that's how your players might uh find out about this whole underground area they might not have known anything about it until this point so maybe they're given directions to follow the main track line the, the main track line is the deepest one and yeah. it's the most active one like maybe okay. if they want to go down some of the others, they'll find a few people, but try and direct them to go down there. I don't want to... I mean, it's literally railroading, I guess, but... Yeah. Try and get them to go down that main path as best you can. I mean, whenever I'm playing, we, we sometimes just say to our DM, Hey, where's... Can, can we find the pub called Plot? Can we find Plot? <laughs> Because sometimes we just don't know where to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you you will try like you tell them that that's the deepest one and that's where the explosion came from. I mean, that should um, be enough to push them to go down there. And if yes, they don't, also, maybe have another explosion happen just to really hurry them up. Well, I I don't see why they can't go down the other ones anyway because there'll be people in those as well that need to evacuate. Um. True. The ideal okay, situation so... is they go through everything. So should um, the players get a reward for evacuating everyone before progressing? Um. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. If they go down the side road, the side routes first, they they can just go straight down the main one, um, and then you can have it in your story. Maybe when they come back, um, so one of those routes out? has caved in, Ooh, or maybe one of them's caved much in, than and I then. Was thinking. <laughs> Well, no, but you, then you can, like, dig them out, but it's more difficult than if they had have just gone at the start. Fair enough. So it, it just adds a bit more jeopardy, and there's um, kind of, I, I guess... What is it? There, there's more, the, more Their decisions a make a difference. For choosing what happens. Exactly. Uh, there's consequences. It, it shows that there's consequences yeah. for their actions. Um, which makes them feel more involved in the world. Okay. I also think it would be quite dark in here if there's been like a cave-in and stuff, so maybe give the players like hard hats with a light or something. I, I was thinking exactly that. If <laughs> there would be um, like spare helmets that um, like maybe the that first kind room of they come the to is like a supply room. Yep, with I like that. Health and safety vests. If you really want to go there, <laughs> have, have an elf be in there for elf and safety. <laughs> well, we have... Um... Ah, okay, I've... here's an idea. Um, so we have uh, a creature in this world. Um, 
the the deer with the oh yeah what um, the antlers were like glowing yes oh what, so instead of high they've used that as part of the clothing to stay visible well they can either do that or they can just have like bits on the helmets like tiny antlers <laughs> that's adorable yes <laughs> so it's less of like a viking horned helmet more like a decorative antler that glows in the dark yeah but it, it yes exactly that and the foreman's helmet yes. has the most elaborate one <laughs> it's not practical no it's not at all <laughs> <laughs> actually no hang on because if you if you break off the antlers you can make kind of a dome shape with them anyway, so that could actually help with the hard hat protection. So it's less of like them uh-huh. actually sticking out like antlers, and it's more of like a crown. So it's sort of grabbing the helmet, sort of thing. Okay, I see. It looks weirder in my head now, but I do see. <laughs> in any case, for now, we can just say it uses this material in some way on the helmet. Yeah, if you play, I'm going to imagine it as vision. like. Give them one of these helmets. I'm imagining it as like little horns at the moment. Okay. Um, just kind of use like a bit of the antler. I was picturing like the whole thing at once. <laughs> that was too big. Uh, okay, so they head down the main path and they get to the scene of the explosion. Yeah, well, I think on the way, um, because, because this is the deepest mine, there'll have to be a lot of things on the way where... Um, they'll need to basically like try and solve puzzles to get through it. Um, so you might have um, some equipment um, during the explosion, some equipment and some rocks have like blocked pathways and you need to clear the way. Um, okay. There might be more people trapped under rocks or maybe un- under the equipment they were using. Um, you might find some people who have been hit by falling rocks and have been knocked unconscious or um, have possibly died. Okay. Depending on how dark you want it to be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's up to the DM for that bit, I guess. Um... There could also be, because, because there was an explosion, maybe um, there there are explosives in one of these rooms that they go through. That's um, true. The players could grab some explosives. Yes. Okay. Let, let's let's how many let's decide how many rooms we're going to have on this main path of the dungeon, and then we'll fill them in. Um, I mean, most of like the facilities rooms would be near the start, so stuff like a kitchen. Um, what else is on this list of stuff? Repair. Well, maybe that room. could be out outside the mine, and the mine is just for mining. But we could have like a um, supply. Yeah, just like a the supplies storage room. Bit storage for for health and safety stuff uh, a strong room or vault used to store or for transport no nah, i don't think we want that Barrows. no i think i think there'd be like um i'm imagining like a, a quarry where it has like the big piles of like all yeah. of the materials outside um so you might have to like get through all of that to actually get to where yeah, nothing the... nothing's actually stored in the mines, mines. everything comes out yes Okay. Um, but they might have like a heavy equipment room. Um, it's like the second one, and that's where they find 
the explosives. Stuff was like caved in and explosives. Um, okay. Cool. And then I guess all of the routes will be off of that supply room. Um. Yeah, probably. Or maybe there is just one large central room that then branches off. We actually there would need to be a room for all of the minecarts as well, and for for controlling them, like a track control room or something. Yes, this is quite difficult to get everything we need in this, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> So long as the players go to the explosion, the the other rooms are fairly self-explanatory. It's like, oh, it's another sh mine shaft. It's another mine shaft. <laughs> but this is the main one, which branches off every now and then into another mine shaft. Yep. Okay. And obviously, you got the guy with you to guide you, or I guess you can maybe do um do checks to see if because it's loud still uh you can like hear the noises coming down yeah um you'll probably see people running out of the shaft as well because it's, True, yeah, it's, it's like, quite oh, a busy one we're going that way because that's where they're all coming from yeah okay so i'm i'm picturing like an underground cave-in kind of wall facing the players when they get there and they'd have to try and like dig their way through, or are you thinking more that it is just being blasted open as a massive crater or something? I think blasted open, um, and I think what they see inside is La a lava lake. Yeah, I was gonna say lava because that would be the thing they're most afraid of because it can melt their entire society. I think the lava's like starting to pour into the mine itself. Oh, so they're, they're, it not, like they're not running away. They're not running away because they're worried it will cave in. They're running away because they're like, "Oh God, lava! Run!" Yes. So the um, you know, in Minecraft, when you like dig up and then lava falls on top of you and goes down onto water and becomes obsidian. And not, stuff, not really. So. It usually burns me to death by that point. Um, <laughs> I mean, Minecraft was always going to come up as soon as we rolled mine. But yeah, sure. <laughs> so the lava's coming down into the mineshaft. Obviously, um, it's not going to go up the mineshaft. It's not going to go uphill. Um, but it's still going to cause problems for the players. Yeah, it, it's starting to fill in kind of this area down here. Um, and maybe the lava is... Maybe it's starting uh, to block off areas that were really rich in mineral. And if you've got the guy with you, he's like, oh no, please stop the lava from blocking off shaft 3A or whatever. Ah, and the lava, maybe some bits of the mine are downhill from this area. Yeah, okay. That, that could work. So then the, the lava is starting to go down those. Um, okay, so what potential then... ways could the players stop lava? Not by standing well, in it, because I'm pretty sure that's a lot of damage. Yeah, absolutely. But I think because of the... Um, I don't think the lava will be moving too quickly because of the temperature difference. So no, but I do like, like the cooling idea of, really quickly. I like the idea of players having to solve this on a timer of sorts, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, a lot it of the time still when moving. playing, it's like, how do we solve this? Well, let's just sit around and discuss it, even though technically we should be 
hurrying. Yeah. Okay, so they can... They Out of all of like the rocks that have been smashed apart Disma- and like uh, flown dislodged. everywhere, they can use those rocks to build like a, a channel. Yeah, Re- uh, divert the lava elsewhere. Then one of the less important mine shafts. Um, if someone in the party has control earth, I'm sure they could do that very easily. Is it control earth? No, what's this control water and is it make earth? Make what's the spell called? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I do not handbook. know. I know it's a druid spell. I'm just gonna go straight to that. Meld. Stone shape is that the one? I don't know. So yeah, if the players use some kind of magic, I'm sure they can solve it. But if the party has no magic users, they can just try and redirect it. I mean, I, the players can come up with something. Yeah, we'll we'll think of the problems. They can think of the solutions. Yeah, and also, it doesn't matter if that path does get blocked. It's unfortunate for the mine, but that's not the path that the players are heading down anyway. They're heading past the lava, aren't they? Yeah. Well, there might be people in those mines. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if yes, they might be faced with. Can you imagine if you had like lava slowly moving towards you and you didn't have any way to get away with it uh, get away from it and then because uh, you couldn't like go up away from it no because um, it's on the stairs kind of thing exactly um, and then it the, the room that you're in starts filling up so you might get off the ground but then the room starts filling up and um, then you've got to play the floor is lava for a while yeah. do we think the minecarts might be lava proof. Um, I mean, at first I was pushing them to just be like wooden because they wouldn't need to be protected from that. But yeah, why not have them be steel and I mean, not lava proof, but definitely they'd help. Yeah, I, I'm trying to imagine it as like a a boat that you could use to get to people. Or, um, well, I know, but I, I'm trying to think of a way where they could do it. Um, I, I'm trying to think of ways. Basically, I don't want to make an impossible challenge for them. I don't want them to yeah, have, to get there and see someone I mean, 50 feet away in the middle of a lava pit. To figure out, because the lava isn't that quick. So just, the, the players would come up with something. It, it might have already completely started going down one of these mine shafts, and if they have like spider climb or fly, then they'd be fine. Or if they could like shapeshift, uh, like polymorph into something, then they could go and save people pretty easily. But if they don't have any of these things, yeah, then people are doomed, and they have no way of saving them, and you're you're taking away any sort of agency from the uh, characters. Okay. You're the players. So the players have somehow stopped the lava flow. Yes. And they can see into this large open cavern, which has some lava in it that's flowing. And then there's like a path around the side of it, I guess. Um. Yeah, I was trying to think of why there would be a path. Well, it's, like it's, no, it's not like a, it's there. not been paved, but there's there's a, a route around it. Yeah, 
I suppose there must be, or else there's no way to progress into this, is there? Not unless they What, what would really be the far. purpose of wanting to go into this area? Um, I'm thinking you actually see uh, a dwarven, like another city, like you see a city across maybe, the lake. Maybe, maybe not the city. Maybe itself, you don't want to go in yet, but, but you may, now know maybe, it exists. Maybe a dwarf from the city is there watching, but is acting very shifty, and then runs away. And if you have the the uh, the foreman with you, he's like, "Who's that? Follow them." Are there any monsters that can live in lava? It's fire elementals. So do fire elementals uh, start coming a... out of this hole? Um, yeah, we could probably throw in some monsters at this point. I think, I think it's, it makes uh... sense. There's no point in having a dungeon with no monsters. I know there's things called <laughs> mephits. Uh, let me have a quick look yep. at how they work. Is there a lava one or is there a fire one? I think there's uh oh one of those. It might be called Magma. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh Mimic Medusa Mephits, here we go. There is a dust mephit, an ice mephit, magma mephit, there we go. Composed yeah. of earth and fire, magma mephits glow a dull red colour as they perspire beads of molten lava. It is slow to comprehend the meaning of others' words and actions. So they are. These things small start elemental, pouring in. Fairly evil. Um, oh, that's interesting. Whilst the method remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from an ordinary mound of magma. So it's it's actually in the lava. Yeah. That could be cool. And they've got a challenge rating of one half. So depending on what level your players are, you could have as many of them as you feel is necessary really yep and they're, they've only got 22 hit points um, armor class 11 um, none of their stats are that good they only hit uh, 1d4 plus 1 slashing plus 1d4 fire damage they are immune um, to fire and poison so that's true that could be fun uh, they can also do 2d6 fire damage um, or dc11 deck saving throw. But that um, does, that fire breath with does the have fire to be charge. Charge, yeah. Um, but if there's like 10 of them, for example, and they all use this, it, it, it could be um, it could be quite a, uh, quite yeah, a fight. Yeah, also, if the players are on... What I'm, I'm picturing is like a fairly narrow path around the lava. They don't have much room for manoeuvrability. And also, if these things are in the lava, then you're not really going to be able to get them with any melee attacks. No, and they can heat metal as well. Um, <laughs> once per day each. So there's... Um, there's These things could actually be quite a challenge. Yeah. Okay, maybe... Well one per player to begin with maybe yeah and then if they just kill them all really quickly have say you have got a yeah because they're in the lava you could... <laughs> there's like essentially turns an out the whole amount of, of these the lava things. pool is these things it's all of them <laughs> okay I so do like the idea of that yeah and they they look pretty cool as well from the book like a oh yeah definitely search up the magnum and stuff all of the methods are pretty cool, actually. 
Okay, so that's that's your first proper battle encounter. So after that, the players hopefully progressed along the path, or maybe maybe they just seal it up and go home. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have any reason to go to this city. What if? Apart what, what, okay. from curiosity. They, they've been told to evacuate everyone from the mines. What if the the dwarf who was there from the underground has taken one of the workers hostage or something? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe not hostage, but it's see. like a, hey, come, come with me. You're responsible for this loud noise and all of the drilling, or, well, not drilling, the explosions. And they've been taken captive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that when this happened, um, some of the dwarves that were nearby probably got destroyed by the explosion. But then other ones, as they came in to explore, they saw this big hole and they went in to look. Um, and by that time, they'd been kidnapped by... Um, well, not kidnapped, but they could, they, they could be like fire elemental guards okay. around the city, because it, this is a city we're talking about here. Um so maybe this is just like one area the, the, basically the underground bit is going to be quite big in this region right yeah it's like a massive underground cavern with a city in it is what i'm picturing yeah. at least so i'm thinking it's not just one city it's like a huge network so if you go off from here um you'll be able to find like 10 cities underground or something like oh, that okay and each one has like a different ruler or maybe not 10, but whatever number for now, we'll say. Um, yeah, they've each they will have a different ruler and they area, have, yeah. there'll be like people, there'll be like wars and stuff underground um, between the different. Um, yeah, maybe, the different maybe they just assumed everyone on the surface sects. died from the cold. Possibly. Um yeah, they might think they're the only dwarves, and it's been hundreds of years, thousand years, or something we said. I a long don't time, anyway. Exactly what we <laughs> but said. we'll find out, and we'll let you know in the recap. <laughs> yeah, which is also for our benefit. <laughs> um, and then, so basically, that that's why they need the guards. Um, they have fire elementals. We'll say this is the biggest city. Yeah. This is like their the capital city. Um, and did you, did you ever read um, the inheritance cycle? No. So what they have in that is they've there are lots of different um, dwarven sects basically, uh, and they all have different ideals. So some of them just like fighting, some of them hate magic and dragons, and some of them are more lenient. Some of them help out. Some of them just don't want to. They start like wars with each other and all sorts. So, um, okay. But then there's also like all of the the leaders of these groups all meet up, and there's like a council of the elder dwarves or whatever it's called. Um, so you can definitely we well we can steal that and have <laughs> have that in our world. Yeah, yeah. In some good. form, not not the same. Yeah, not course. not the exact same, but the same ideas of. Oh, this group are really into X. This group's really into Y. Exactly. Um, yeah, you get some that are better at making jewelry, and some that are better at making weapons, for example. Okay. Um, 
I feel like that's kind of the end of the dungeon. Really, because well, the, the so mine has ended. That is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, I suppose they'll have to. You will have to find a way of sealing it up, or maybe mag, or maybe you have to get everyone out and then seal up the whole dungeon so these. I mean, it's, can't it's get kind out. of opening up a whole new section of your campaign of explore the underground city, try and get these people back, maybe try and get the two societies above and below ground to get on. There's there's all sorts yes. of stuff you can do from this point. Yeah, there's, yeah, good, campaign stuff. It's good that it links into campaign stuff and it's not just world building because um, just world building is good, but if you make a world that nothing happens in, that's it's no fun. It's a pretty boring world, <laughs> yep. Okay, we, in uh, that case. Should we go back to the uh, the rolling? Let's give it another roll. I'll roll a d8 this time, you can roll a d20. Well, I've got one thing to say to you. Let's get ready to dice roll! Well, unlucky for some, I got 13. You got bizarre, and I rolled a 5, and I got ruins. A bizarre ruins? Yes. Okay. How is it going to be bizarre? It's going to be crazy, um, it's zany, it's wacky. I mean, D&D and bizarre, my mind immediately goes to just wild magic from the sorcerer. Oh, okay. So there's just weird stuff going on for some reason. Um, and sorry, it's a bizarre ruins. Ruins. Okay, so maybe, maybe something bizarre happens, which led it to become ruins. Well, I think the ruins will be, um, cursed. Oh. I don't know, because when I think bizarre, I think um, it, it needs to be, like, funny in some way. It needs to be okay. um, just a little bit silly. Where, sillier than normal. Where do we want this to be? We've, we've got a dwarven mine. I feel like we should do something with either the pirates or the bugbears. Ruins. Ruins. Okay. Here is my thought, then. Okay. Um, over on the or, or so basically we have the pirate island. Yes, which used to be the elf home. Yes. So um, I believe there. I believe we called it um, Haven. I think or Haven. Yes, the pirate Haven. Yes. Um, so just across the shores from there. I assume the pirates will start to try and spread out, and they'll try and expand oh, their presence. The smaller islands, the smaller islands, but then also, um, actually, yes, yes, we'll make this on an island. Okay, which also used to be elf. Yes, elven. It also used to be elven, and that the way it is bizarre is that the pirates have inhabited it. Um, and they've just kind of they've changed loads of stuff. So it was like quite a magical place. Okay, um, maybe the pirates have gone there, realised it used to be elven, and they're like, you know what, we we should live like elves, and they're just trying to be elves. Like they've taken that whole part of society as like part of their lives. 
like they've they've started trying to extend their ears with like twigs and stuff. They've gone mad. <laughs> oh, it's bizarre because it causes madness on this island. So yeah. the elves, before the elves left, if anyone comes um, here, curse them. Yes, <laughs> or maybe there was a cursed object Ooh, okay. uh, that was yeah, left like the there. Um, there was an elven king that went mad, and this was the place where he was buried. And uh, he had a crown Ooh, of a thorns, cr- a, well, a crown of madness. It's like the the origin of that spell. There you go. That's what that's what he was wearing. Um, and uh, one of the pirate lords. So on on Pirate Haven, there will now be um, one of the one of the points because um, we had like all points yeah, and the Pirate um, Lord yeah. ruled each area. Um, one of the Pirate Lords uh, left there and went to this island, took everyone with him, um, and now they've all gone crazy because the Pirate Lord started wearing it, and then um, and everyone thinks it, it it just spread from him. Okay, so. But how is it going to be a dungeon? Yeah, how how is that. this? Um, <laughs> it's a good idea, but is it a dungeon? Do we need to clear? Do we need to clear maybe, the madness? Maybe they, maybe they went mad, died, it all got abandoned, and now it is ruins. But there's still that little element of madness going on there. Maybe there's some of the pirates are undead. In the, well, in but the dungeon. pirates aren't. Here's what we need to remember: pirates aren't necessarily bad. No. So maybe pirates. Um, they say there's this island nearby. Um, weird stuff happens when we go there. We don't know what it is. But we um, know there's a strong magic there. Yeah. Um, can you go and sort it out? And then you go and you have to um, clear the curse from the island. Yeah, you have to retrieve the crown, maybe destroy it. I, I don't know about that at this you, point. You just but... you have to remove the crown from the island, but maybe um, because the magic has been there for so long, it's like seeped into the the roots of the island itself, and you actually need to um, remove the curse in some way. Are there ghosts in this in these ruins. Are there pirate um, ghosts? Are there elven ghosts? Do we need to kill the mad ooh. ghost king? Okay. At first I was thinking ghost pirates because that's just tradition. But then you said elves and that might be more interesting. Because then you could get a bit of history on the main pirate haven as well. Yeah. And okay. ghosts are pretty bizarre. They are pretty bizarre. And he's he's specifically mad. <laughs> so, um... Yes. So he's, I think well, he's first, tied to the crown? He's tied to the crown. Um, and at first, um, when the pirate lord um, wore the crown, okay, he, he started hearing voices from the Mad King. And gotcha. then okay. that, that's what sent him crazy and made him do really weird things and made everyone do really weird things. Um, and have then eventually... You, have the, you seen the game... Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor I've seen it I haven't played it so I've I've not played it either actually but there's the the main gimmick of the game is that there is an elven spirit 
who's traveling along with you giving you your magical powers okay so maybe it's a similar sort of situation yeah well the king okay so the, the pirate lord um maybe did become magical in some way um and started uh doing like weird things like making random oh, things levitate stuff. and uh weird plants would grow on the island and there'll be weird animals that are, like mixtures of things um so there, there will just be like loads of weird stuff on the island um that he created um, but then eventually weird stuff so ju- just to just to kind of make the the, the story complete before we go into depth sure. with it um so the pirate king sorry not the pirate king the elven king right um eventually managed to um kill or, or managed to make the the pirate lord kill himself in some way or just made him do something so weird or something that was out of his powers or something and it killed he could him fly and he just jumped off of something tall and like that's the when top the, of the ruins that's when the ghost comes out um Ooh, he, okay. he managed to like take the life force of of him in some way and that's how the king's okay, there now so by the pirate lord dying the elf spirit became a more corporeal corporeal yeah it's like the the diary in the chamber of secrets <laughs> yeah when tom but riddle becomes more alive an, he's not going to spell out an anagram of his name <laughs> it only makes sense if you also add i am <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do like that in the I think it's the French version they had to change his middle name to Elvis just so it would make sense when he did the anagram <laughs> like ah oh, Voldemort's Elvis great <laughs> okay no no anagrams if you say so James well not of his name anyway we could have some anagram puzzle maybe but we need cool. some weird stuff that he's created so you mentioned plants Immediately, my thought of weird plants are like the ones in Crash Bandicoot that just eat you. I was thinking like a big Venus flytrap. Yeah, so it's perfect. That. Um, uh, it's kind of fey stuff. Yeah, I, I I feel like maybe it's become like a totally different environment, like a jungle or something. Oh, I like that. It just yeah, it because there's it some up weird stuff here. in Jumanji. And that's that's the other place my mind went to. Oh, we've just made Jumanji Island. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so there's stuff that um, maybe it's like just really hot on this island for some reason. Um, and you get there and you've been in your all your um your winter clothes. You've had to you... <laughs> your boats had to cut through the ice to get here, and then it's like a oasis paradise. As soon as you step onto the or island, it looks like, like a paradise, um, but everything wants to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we, we, <laughs> we know what it is. We know the story behind it. We know what you have to do to cleanse it. You got to kill the king. Um, but what's actually there? What is the dungeon? How is it a dungeon? How do we, do we find like a temple that the king is in? Um, or do we just have to make our way through the jungle to get to, um, like a, a maybe a temple that's been turned into like a palace or, um, yeah, maybe like a, like that a that shrine to a particular elven 
god or family I, I don't remember you decide what elves do in this world a whole lot but some Mate, sort of temple um, sounds good so the the pirates that were on the island and have gone mad are they trying to kill you or are they just weird <laughs> um i think some are just weird and some further into the dungeon are more mad because they're closer to the crown okay so outskirts outskirts of the jungle yeah um is uh it's a beach right around the edge yeah and there you you have um pirates on the beach um they've they've got like sticks in their hair and stuff they've tried to make themselves look a bit more like elves for some reason um, and you're like, what's going on? And they're like, maybe, maybe they all just maybe speak sea. Elvish. Oh, do like, they? The, the magic has actually taught them how to speak Elvish, but only Elvish. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so if you have an elf in your party, yeah. Otherwise, they're um, just speaking gibberish to you. Yeah, but you also hear them going like. In fact, if you have an elf in the party, they're like, oh my god, it's a real one. Oh, and they're like. Worshipping them like three PO in Return of the Jedi. It's uh, like just maybe bowing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, okay, so outer area, you can you can kind of see that these people are going insane. You know, they shouldn't be speaking Elvish. If you do all the checks and stuff like that, you can find yeah. out. Um, you see, they've they've tried to make um, like furniture and stuff out of. Yeah, it's, it's clearly the... trying to look fancy, but it's still only made out of like branches and stuff. But they've they've like tried to curl the the wood in certain ways. It it just looks terrible. Yeah, they're they're trying to like have tea parties, but um, <laughs> they're just holding like a a stick instead of a cup, or um, they've got like a bit of bark as a saucer and yeah. or stuff like that. It's it's, it's just it's almost it's a obviously Mad wrong. tea party going on. But without any of the tea or the cups or anything, just seawater. Oh in... no! <laughs> yeah, just just seawater, just cupped in their hand. And hey, where's, like... where's the rules for poison? Hang on. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, that that could work. So then, so that's how you, you find you out get, the kind the of stuff that's going on. Yeah, you get the information from them that the crown is sort of in the centre of this shrine. Yes. And the players need to go get it. So what is the first thing they're going to come across? Presumably like an, an entryway room to the temple? Yeah, unless we have the whole jungle itself as the dungeon. So yeah. it's all outside. Um, bit, bit novel. I guess it is a... Because the spell for Crown of Manus does say it's like thorns. So I guess that works. Maybe because if we make it all a jungle, then we're no longer making ruins. So maybe it's just a very overgrown ruins. Good point. Um, yes, I think in the very overgrown ruins um, makes sense. I did forget we were doing ruins because. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so are, are we heading towards some kind of shrine or temple or um, a, a vault that he was buried in? Oh, I like the idea of a vault. That could be cool, because then we can have an anagram as the password. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, let's, let's have it in a vault, because it's been like sealed away, but 
the magic seeping out of it or something. Yep, so you have to get to the temple. Inside the temple, there's a vault. Yes. So what kind so, of stuff can we have in this temple that's ruined? Uh, so look. Obstacles, maybe. Yep, yeah, so... Um, flooded areas. I think the pillars have yes. been replaced with, like, tree trunks. Um, oh, no. They've replaced the pillars with the, the mast of their ship. Oh, yeah. I like that. Like, or or may, maybe you can have, like, one pillar that was original. Um, yeah, it's, you can it's a see, mismatch like, of both. But, like, everything that was broken, they've tried their best to repair with their ship. Yeah. Like, there's, like a, there's a chandelier that's now, like, the captain's wheel. <laughs> that's cool. You can have, um... You Just can have, like, the, the, the sails. Well, yeah, the sails. I was sails. thinking maybe they could have, um... Uh, like tapestries or something like that and they've been patched up with bits of the sails but they've painted um, the tapestries themselves and they're <laughs> not good like they didn't have any paint so it's just like mud and dirt and well i was, I was gonna say blood but sure <laughs> um Fecal matter what other stuff could you have on the ship you've got cannons possibly if it's a proper pirate ship they could use those as like plant pots or something. <laughs> yes, they've taken the most dangerous thing that they have and made it into flower pots. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> what about the cannon balls? What could they've done with those? Um. Bowling alley. They've made a bowling alley. They've I gone mean, that, mad. That would be but pretty bizarre. Maybe. They, maybe they're maybe... just using them on the beach to play the tank. Yeah, they're just using them for recreational reasons. They yes. couldn't find a reason to use them to repair the, the shrine, so they're like, yeah, we just, we just use them. One person's boiling one in a pot and it thinks it's an egg. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. so... The temple It's, it's a itself. patchwork temple, propped patchwork up by bits temple. of wood. What are you thinking is in the main entryway? Because I'm picturing like a statue of the Elven King wearing the crown sort of thing. Um, yes, but the crown is missing. You can see it's been... The, like the top of his head has been removed. Oh, okay. Um, but why has it been removed? I think someone wanted to wear that crown so they chopped off its head. <laughs> like the top of its head. Yeah, maybe they realised that the crown was causing all the weirdness and they're like stop it cut it down and then they're like oh, I'll, I'll put it on <laughs> I don't think that was actually the crown I think that they're just because they went crazy oh, okay. they thought they're just like, that oh, they the crown needs to be stopped and they, they got the right idea but the wrong execution they're like stop the crown destroy the crown I've destroyed the crown everyone but it, it wasn't the real <laughs> one it was just a statue because he went mad yes okay yeah that's cool I like that Okay, so you, you, you find the statue, you see the crown is missing, um, that or, or the top of the head is missing. That gives you a, a clue as to what the issue is. Um, maybe you don't actually know for sure that the crown is the problem at this point. Yeah, because the players know 
that there is a magical source on the island they need to get, and they don't necessarily know it's the crown. And I guess if the head's missing, they still don't know it's the crown, technically. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking specifically the top of the head. Um, okay, so it's not a complete decapitation, it's like a lobotomy sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or maybe you could even see that a crown has been removed from it somehow. You can see like markings where the crown was on the head. Um, Obviously, they, they carved the crown separately and put it on the statue. Mm, I was thinking it was part of weird. the statue because then at least you can see and that... what they've like chiselled it off. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Because then you can see where I was the markings like the whole were or something. Head had gone originally. No. Okay. Yeah, there's like some little marks around the forehead. Yeah, so you'll have to you'll have to make it very obvious that there's stuff missing. There's something missing from it. Well, only if the player properly inspects it, they might choose not to. Yeah, that's true. That's oh, yeah. true. That was a statue. You you need to make it clear at some point that the <laughs> the oh, crown yeah, is the at some point. thing. Um, All right. So what what can we have in here in terms of a threat? How about there are pirates that think that they're an animal of some form now, and they actually try and claw you oh, and they're, bite they're at acting, you? And... They're acting like wild animals. Yeah, and they actually think that they're a lion or something, and you're there to attack its cubs or something yeah why not maybe it thinks that some cannonballs are its cubs so what you, uh, what stats would you use for that just like a, a bandit or something yeah well isn't there a pirate stat block yeah but if he's not totally in well, I, right I was, well I was kind of thinking that they'd actually have like sharpened teeth and stuff from the magic Ooh. on this island Okay. Um, they've, okay, they've actually cool. um, got like claws and stuff now so you could give them different stats uh, we'd have to make up something specific for this rather than using something that already existed yeah I think so that could be fun yeah <laughs> sorry no I, I just turned to the, the shambling mound in the uh, the monster manual mm-hmm. uh, it most lives in swamps and marshes and rainforests, consuming any organic matter in its path. It's basically a mass of vines that seems to absorb people. It's got an attack called Engulf. Okay. Do we want this on the in the temple? I feel like maybe one of them's been turned into this much further. I mean, it's a, it's a challenge rating of five, so maybe this is like the last pirate before you get the crown. Mm-hmm. That is pretty tough. Okay. Um, we could do. Um, Sorry if I'm jumping ahead. I was just, I was looking for the pirate stats, and I came across that, and it was green. And I was like, oh, plant stuff. General Grievous. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of... He, 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 if... kill, he kills you, he takes your weapon, and he adds it to his collection. I, I just think that there's someone that collects a lot of weapons in this temple. Um, there's there was like a guard room maybe in the temple, um, or the, or they've created yeah. a guard room to like protect the king, um, and they've they've taken all of the weapons from all the other pirates, um, and through the magic of the island they've grown an extra two arms, and they hold four swords and attack you with them. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> that could be that could be like a, a good boss thing for this, or maybe just like the initial guards. Um, you have like a couple of them, and they get like four melee attacks each. Yeah, and they're all fairly weak attacks because they're only just one-handed things. Exactly. Yeah, that could work. It'd be like 1d6 plus whatever for their strength. Yeah, I found the uh, the stats for pirates. They're, they're under bandits and bandit captains. Okay. How, how much did it say for their one-handed attacks? Uh, let's have a look. Bandit is a scimitar... Plus three to hit, and a D six plus one for slashing damage. Okay, so do we just keep it as D six plus one, but they have four of them? Yeah. Yeah, that seems reasonable. There you go. That's a cool creature. <laughs> yeah, it's a four-armed pirate. <laughs> yeah. Pirate elf, kind of thing. He thinks he's an elf. Yes. Um. Okay. Do we want any traps in here? Any traps? So I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the random trap table in the uh, DM's guide, and some of them are pretty funny. Yeah? What kind of stuff is there? Well, it's not really suitable for here, but floor tiles are electrified. <laughs> quite a fun one. Um, oh, magic missiles shoot from a statue or object. Yeah, I... Well, you could you could definitely have something happen from the statue. So you don't see the statue until you get past these four armed guards. Um, it could do psychic damage to you, the statue, because it's like madness creeping in. Oh, hang on, there's there's a, a table in here for uh, for trick effects. That seems more more weird. Hmm. Uh, what we got here? Creates a force field. Suppresses magic items. Enlarges or reduces characters. That could be fun. Like, go full Alice in Wonderland with it. Like, have some players Mm. get bigger and some players get smaller. Like, could you imagine if you're walking (laughs) along and suddenly your half-orc barbarian is the size of the halfling? (laughs) Okay, we'll put that in. (laughs) Like, how, how would that trigger? Just on a... If you step on a certain thing, or... Maybe if you touch the statue, it changes your size. Or maybe if you're just walking down a corridor, um, the whole corridor is infected with it. Maybe there's two branching corridors that lead into the next room, and depending on which corridor you go down, you end up a different size. Like, one corridor makes you bigger, and you end up in the second room, and the other one makes you a bit smaller, and you end up in the second room. Yeah. Okay, that works. How do they change size back? Or does it just last a certain amount of time? I think. Because otherwise you could abuse it and just keep doing it. Okay, so when you're you're smaller, you end up fighting rats, but they're then giant rats? Yeah, you can have them fight rats. Or giant insects or something, (laughs) if they get really small. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's only this one particular room that changes their size, so as soon as they leave, they're back to normal. Okay, so how do they get down to the crypt? Teleports characters to another place. Don't really want teleporting, though. 
Um, you could make a teleport system like the, um, like how the gyms, some of the gyms work in Pokemon. Oh, Sabrina's gym. Sabrina's gym. Yeah. That yeah, but then, then you got to keep track of which thing teleports to where, and that's already caused problems in our Curse of Strahd campaign. Well, on your, <laughs> so on the on the DM side, you just link them so like one to one, two to two, three yeah, to three. Yeah, I guess so. That's easy. Um, for the DM side, it'd be for the players to figure out what gets them to where they want to be. Although I feel like then you kind of lose the effect of as you get closer to the crown, stuff gets weirder because you're jumping all over the place. Well, th- th- this could be like the the end section, like getting to the gym leader. <laughs> um, you have to go through the teleporters in the right area, uh, the right. Okay. Wait. So or maybe some of them make you small, and you have to get small to get into another room, and then. Oh yeah. Okay. So the first teleport takes you to a room, and you're like, "Oh, this is a normal room." And then there's a giant rat, and then you look around, and there's like other giant things, and you're like, "Oh, they're not giant. I'm just really small." And we can use um. Did, did you remember the pancake day monster I made? Pancake. Yes, the mimic. Yeah, you can have one of you can have like some of those there and. This could be a room where um, a, a giant lives in this room. <laughs> or what you think is a giant lives in the room. It's actually just one of the pirates who's been turned massive. Yeah, or a shrunken giant. <laughs> like everyone's smaller in this room, including <laughs> yes. the giant. Um, and then it has like uh, a table made out of wooden planks from the ship. Um, and just other stuff like that around this room where... Um, I don't know, it's just giant stuff, basically. So this room is massive, but you're... You, well, the room is normal size, but you're tiny, so it looks yes, massive. It feels bigger and there will be than, yeah. rats and, like, spiders and even just, like, cockroaches and ants or whatever, and they all, um, they're all potential enemies. Yeah, I mean, if you're that size, almost everything's a threat, so, yeah. But then, but then you'll fit underneath the door. Ah, maybe this room, you're in it normal-sized at one point. Okay, you return to the same room later at a size because where the, you can go through a door. The, yeah, the door was locked. Um, How small do you think people get then? Because at first I was like, oh, they'll just like go down a size in Oh, honey, I shrunk the kids' okay, size. Okay, you're going full-on, they're small. Yeah, yeah, they're tiny. Okay. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Um... Like the size of an ant or something. Maybe a bit bigger. Uh, uh, I guess it's up to DM's discretion. Sure, but they need to be able to fit underneath the door to get well, through to the next not area. That, but maybe they can fit through a certain crack in the wall that you can have as whatever okay. size is necessary. Okay. Because if they fit under a door, then a rat is going to be just a massive thing to them <laughs> well it could be like a big gap under the door i mean it is also ruins so i feel like a crack yeah okay work, crack right? works crack works okay <laughs> remember that kids crack works oh no <laughs> okay so then they, they get into this other room um how do they become big again or maybe they find a tiny key and then they can go back and become... Okay, so they go through a crack, they find the key, 
um, and it's like a really small key, obviously. And then they take it back and they get into the teleporter, it makes them big again, they can go back into that room, yep. and then they can use the key because it's the right size. I kind of want to, like, in the next room, have a puzzle where some of the party has to be big and some of the party has to be small. Oh, that could be good. Okay, well, how does that no, work? I have no idea. <laughs> um, hmm. I guess you would need the larger people to like lift the small folk up to a certain item, maybe? Or maybe there's... Maybe it's like a weight thing. Like You have to have someone extra large standing on a pressure pad to open up a small doorway to let the the little folk through and then they can then open the main door yeah or that sounds a bit convoluted there could be just some writing that's really small <laughs> they need to have a small person there to be able to read it um or oh this is difficult um yeah, maybe not. We need people different sizes. Maybe there's just okay. Well, that's the the size changing of, is one. There's like a thin layer of mist along the floor, so small people wouldn't be able to see. So they need at least one big person to hold them above it and tell them what's going on, or something like that. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? That one. <laughs> um. Okay, so we've got like the the shrinking and the growing puzzle. What what else weird stuff can we have? Is this before or after the the four armed pirate? After. After okay. Four armed so, pirates was the guards into the temple itself. Okay, so you've disarmed him. You've gone through <laughs> the the teleport size changing puzzle. Yep, you've seen the statue and all that stuff already. I guess at um, some point along the lines, you would have found. Maybe a more intact tapestry that hasn't been replaced that shows like the crown, and yeah. The elf. Or, or it was a bit that had been like ripped out. So um, you don't get the whole story. Yeah. Okay. And maybe you see um, one of the tapestries that was up at the start of the temple had like the bottom of it ripped off um, oh, and, and replaced of with it. like one of the weird bits. That the pirates have made. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so then you find that bit and then the story makes sense. Okay, so then so... you find what, the pirate lord? No, sorry, he's already dead. It's the uh the elf ghost. Yeah, it's a throne room. Um so Yeah, is... the throne room. This is the final boss. Okay, so <laughs> is the throne room still sort of patched up or is it a bit more better condition it's a bit better condition but um i think it would be good to have the pirate lord the skeleton in oh, the okay. chair it's an un undead well maybe not undead but just dead in the chair just dead in the chair is you he... can see the crown is... yeah, on is his he head. wearing it okay he's wearing it yeah that makes sense he's... so um... are we Making a, a trap if the players want to just try and grab it. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally, just as they go into the room, basically, that as soon as they see the crown and start heading towards it, the 
Ghost King pops out. <laughs> okay, so we kind of need to make a, a boss fight at this point, I think. Yes. And the best um, way I think we can do that is to have some minions turn up. Yeah, so you can have more of it's... the four-armed guys. Um... Maybe these guys just grew one extra. They're a bit lopsided. <laughs> some tribes. Well, they're, they're closer to the crown, so it's even more weird. Okay. That's fine. Um, I'm on board. Uh, what else could we have? Because if it's just one enemy, then everyone's just going to wail on him until he's dead. Oh, yeah. You, you need all the minions. I mean, you can have more of the people we've spoken about, like the feral maybe and maybe the players have to do the... something to the crown in order to be able to hit him like maybe they have to lift it off of they need the... to remove it from yeah. the main guy's head and then resist its power to yeah otherwise like, they'll put it on and them. they'll be under the effect of the spell yes actually i'm going to find exactly what that spell is and how that works crown of madness where are you uh, circle of power, cloud kill, commune, uh, conjure elemental, control, crown of madness, here we go. Uh, one humanoid of your choice must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, uh, or be charmed by you for the duration. So I guess you'd be charmed by the ghost. So potentially, because they have to take the crown, and someone could get effectively possessed by it. So you take the crown in order to fight the ghost, but then the ghost could charm one of your players, creating a very awkward situation where one of your players is turning against the party, which could be an interesting fight, because no one wants to hurt their own party. No, it is. I found it's one of the only ways I can actually like affect some... Like barbarians, uh, yeah, barbarian so only the other the players are actually strong enough to hit them. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you do you you defeat the ghosts. Maybe you find a diary or something that fully explains everything if the players hadn't figured it out. And you, what what do mm-hmm. they do with the crown? Do they just destroy it, or do they try and take it back? Um, they could as long as it's off the island, them, it, it won't be affecting the island anymore. Um, so it is up to your party. So his powers are more potent on the island, so if they remove it, it's not as dangerous, but it's still strong enough that they can get some sort of reward for it. Um, I think the reward is clearing the curse from the island. Um, sorry, they get rewarded for clearing the curse from the island, um, because then the pirates can inhabit it properly, they can... Um, the pirates are already there, start becoming less mad. Oh, that's true. Um, okay, so on the way out, everyone that they encountered, if they're not already dead, then they're yeah. just like, hey, how did I get here? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Why is the pirate wheel um, up there? And then, yeah, all, obviously their boat's gone. <laughs> you have to get either everyone on your boat or onto yeah. some other I like the idea you get back somehow. out onto the beach and there's the guy who is cooking a cannonball. It's just like, what am I... What, what what am I doing? <laughs> they're all like pulling the stuff off of their ears and all sorts. Yes. Okay, that's cool. I think we've got two, maybe not necessarily dungeons as we originally planned, but stuff to do. 
I think they count as dungeons. The second one, definitely. The first one, more of an encounter, but... The mine. It's still, still yeah. a thing. Well, I mean, the, the, I think there are there are quite a few things to do in that place. I think several encounters yeah, it's makes more a dungeon. Yeah, a setup for future stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can't complete that dungeon per se because that it becomes yeah, it, it doesn't turns really... from a dungeon into a path basically. Yeah, it doesn't really have a finish goal as such. No, well the finish is either sealing it up or or not. Um or not. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. That's the end of the dungeon. Okay. So just to recap everything we had today, uh, we had the loud mine, uh, and it was loud because they use explosives to uh, mine uh, down the shafts here. And there's the um, evacuation the players have to help with, and the possibility of running into some magma methods. Yes, and you also find an entrance to the underground cities, the, the underground dwarven world. Yes. And then the second one we had was the bizarre ruins that ended up being yeah. on the the pirate island. Yeah, so a small island off of off of Haven, where all of the pirates had been going mad, and you have to find out why, and you end up killing a, a mad elf king ghost, <laughs> and that's yep. pretty bizarre. That is pretty weird. Yeah. So I think we're done for today. I think so. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're all having a lovely quarantine. <laughs> yep. Uh, remember to uh, leave us a review on whatever podcast listening app you listen to, and we'll see you next time. Also, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mindsayers. You've been listening to Mindsayers. Mindsayers. Bye.